Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, can I steal you for a second? Welcome to the Bustle Huddle. I'm Caitlin Aber, your host and senior features editor at Bustle. I don't know about you guys, but it seems like almost everyone I know watched the Bachelor finale last night. Ladies, it's the final rose tonight. When you're ready. But I need to tell you a secret that could potentially get me banned from Bustle altogether. I've never actually seen an episode of The Bachelor. I know, I know. It's weird considering I love reality TV. Seriously, ask me anything about the teen moms. Also, so many of my friends and colleagues, brilliant women with excellent taste, are huge Bachelor fans. They've seen all 22 seasons, 13 seasons of The Bachelorette, and countless other spinoffs. Maybe it is finally time I get my passport to Bachelor Nation. Lucky for me, I have some amazing tour guides to help. Bustle's own Kelsey Stoller and Allison Pivovarsky are here to defend the fandom once and for all. Then, they'll be joined by comedian and Bachelor superfan Michelle Collins. But first, I thought we should go straight to the source, the citizens of Bachelor Nation. I want to know, how does one go back to reality after being on The Bachelor? Is it weird to work a normal job? What's Tinder like when you're used to rose ceremonies? I have no idea. We called up six members of Bachelor Nation to find out. Hey, my name is Jared Haven. I am from season 11 of The Bachelorette, who was Caitlin Bristow's season, and I'm also from seasons two and three of Bachelor in Paradise. I think reality TV has enhanced my life because I've had opportunities after the show that I never thought I'd be able to ever experienced. Like, I've been on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm from uh, Rachel Lindsay's uh, seasonal bachelorette. Honestly, I came more of a smoother on TV than I really am in real dating life. Uh, I'm a little uh, awkward, but uh, they made me look look smooth like a player out there. Hi, my name is Taylor Nolan. I'm from season 22 of The Bachelor with Nick Vile and season four of Bachelor in Paradise. I don't think people really got to know me at all, but you know, they got small, exaggerated, one dimensional glimpses. For your villains, I feel bad because they really, no one's really that bad, but you need drama. That's the name of the game. So, hi, I'm Diggy. I was on season 13 of The Bachelorette and season four of Bachelor in Paradise. And reality TV has uh, changed my outlook on a lot of things and really made me sympathetic to how people get perceived. Everybody's just normal. You know, and then, of course, like as time goes on and and things happen, like, you know, they have this show down to a science. It impacted my time. It impacted my mental health to where I wasn't able to show up in my career. My particular time on the show had a lot of attention focused on my career, which is in mental health counseling and received some negative attention for that. And, you know, it further stigmatized mental health. It didn't always feel safe to practice. You know, I I didn't know what clients 
motives were coming to see me. Hi, my name is Ashley Spivey. I'm from Brad Romack's second season, season 15 of The Bachelor. Before I went on, my family was actually a little worried about me going on because I can tend to be kind of like a, a spitfire. I don't know if manipulating is the right word, but, you know, there's definitely like they test your will to a certain extent. I think there's a show what they call Unreal. I, I saw part of it and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. What's up? It's Vinny Venture. I was on season 12 of The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, two back-to-back seasons. You know, I had an unfortunate breakup on Paradise, you know women just melted after that so it was pretty good to me <laughs> my dating life has significantly changed you have the point where you're not sure if oh, do they like diggy for diggy or do they like me because i'll be dating potentially diggy from the bachelorette at the reunion show for paradise i got engaged to derek and I was convinced that he was not going to want to date me once we got off the show because he was going to see the negativity that I had received from Bachelor. It was really hard for me to trust and to open my heart. My husband and I met because he recognized me from the show and came up to me and bought a shot. If I've met a girl and we go out and she never knew I was on the show, that's ideal. Like, I don't want to talk about it. People, it seems like, oh, you've been on the show. You shouldn't have a problem dating. Now, the advice I would give anyone who wants to get on reality TV is to just really be yourself. Take down any potential questionable pics on Instagram. Definitely make sure that putting yourself in the public eye is, is truly something you desire. No matter how thick a skin you think you have going into it, do whatever you can to thicken that skin up. Just put on your hard hat because there's a good chance it might go bad. So you're probably living your best life before you go on reality TV. Be nice to everyone in the house because I'm still great friends with at least five girls from my season. I couldn't care less about Brad Womack, but those girls are my best friends. So as any dating show contestant will tell you, honesty is the most important quality. Which is why I wanted to come clean to some of my coworkers, Kelsey Stoller and Allison Pivovarsky, about never seeing the show. And I thought I'd ask them to help me get up to speed on this bustle favorite. Hey, Kelsey and Allison. I'm a little nervous because I need to tell you guys a secret. What? I've never seen The Bachelor. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I okay, know. I'll, esca- I'll escort myself out. When you, I'll say, you when you say you haven't seen The Bachelor, have you not seen The Bachelor, but you've seen like The Bachelorette, Winter Games, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Pad, or none of them? They're all different. Allison, I've never seen zero any of them. All right. It's like a million episodes. <laughs> okay, okay. so we got to break it down. Some terminology for everybody. So I think like most people when they when they say like a general blanket like oh bachelor stuff mm-hmm. that usually refers to bachelor nation, nation which is the umbrella over all the shows basically anything that Chris Harrison hosts is yeah. bachelor nation <laughs> so the original show is the bachelor a man with like 25 women all trying to date him and then one of them marries him probably probably not the spin-off is the bachelorette and that is a woman doing the thing that the Bachelor usually does. And then we had um, Bachelor in Paradise, which has been interesting, Shaky. an interesting road. A bunch of people go to the beach together. They all date each other. And then you have to, like, pair up at the end or you are left off the island. It's actually just a beach. And then we have this new one, which is Bachelor Winter Games, which is mimicking the Olympics. And you win gold medals that are dates. And then people end up – and then the best couple wins. It was very confusing. It was four 
four episodes and it was just a lot. Confusing yet so simple. <laughs> like not complicated <laughs> at all. Are they all in the same location? Is it like always just paradise wherever paradise no, is? No, it starts in Los LA. Angeles. Actually, Orange County. And then it, it moves Where around the world. Starts. It moves around the world. And like sometimes you have Bachelor in Paradise during the summer, but during like a normal season, it'll start in LA and then go to Norway and then Santa Fe. Like there's like, yeah. some, I love Santa Fe. There's certain, yeah. There was one season though, I will say that the budget to like travel must have been really low because it was like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, uh, followed by Idaho. And you're like, I'm sorry. Like we were going to Australia last season. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you guys are super experts, which makes me think you've been watching the show for a long time. I actually, before I worked at Bustle, I was not a Bachelor fan. Mm-hmm. So, like, I started watching it because we were covering it a lot. All of my friends at Bustle, my bosses, everyone was watching the show. And they'd all have these hilarious conversations. And I was like, oh, I want in. I've never looked at this show as something I would watch. And I never was, like, respectful of it. I was one of those people who was like, why would you watch that? And... I started watching it because of people here. And so, like, I get why you probably didn't watch it. Yeah. I, like, I, understand. I think I'm also afraid that once I start, I won't be able Can't to stop. stop. It's, it's an like addiction. I watched season one. Okay. Yeah. It's been, I mean, it's like season 22, I think, or 21 right now. So it's like a big part of your life. Would you call it a guilty pleasure, though? I have a soapbox here. Guilty pleasures are not a thing. Because why are you going to feel guilty for enjoying something? I get something out of this. I get community. I get goofy things to talk about with my coworkers. I get fun, stupid stuff to tweet on Twitter. And I get to be like part of this like conversation that a lot of people are part of. So it's not guilty. Yeah, no, it's fun. And people that you find like, oh, I have nothing in common with this person. And then suddenly they're like, I do watch The Bachelor. And you're like, there it is. And then you can talk for hours. It seems like there are layers here. I think at at first glance, a lot of people, a lot of times, and maybe I'm guilty of this, is looking at The Bachelor and being like, oh, man, it seems like really reductive about relationships and too Mm. simplified. And granted, I love things that are just like eye candy. Mm -hmm. Like I love dresses and mansions and travel. And, you know, I really like the Kardashians. But maybe there's something about what's happening on The Bachelor that some people might be turned off by. Mm. I think, first of all, like knowing Different people come to the show for different reasons. So I have, you know, friends and relatives in different parts of the country and they watch it because they're like they believe in love and they believe these people are looking for love. I believe that people go on there to get exposure for their small business or to become an Instagram influencer or whatever they're, you know, an actor or their passion is. They, they're they going on there for exposure. And if you find love along the way, cool. But what's really interesting about it is like you put it's like a fishbowl. Like you put a bunch of humans in a fishbowl and you kind of it makes you ask questions about behavior, or how you would act in that situation, or uh, how am I reacting to this person that everyone's hating, and what does that say about me? It just it, it brings up all these sort of human questions that I think I wasn't ever asking myself in that rapid succession when I was not watching reality TV like this, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I will never know what it's like to be on The Bachelor, but I do put myself in these women's shoes, and, you know, you're in this world for only like three months max. That's if you get to the end. And all you're thinking about is this one person, no matter what. And you don't have TV. You don't have your cell phone. You don't have books unless it's like the Bible. They don't have journals either. Like, no, you have nothing but your thoughts and these other people on the show to keep you company. And like, there is something just 
fascinating about that. And like as the years have gone by, like you have the people who you're like, oh, she's really like lost it because she thinks like a handhold is him proposing. But then you're like, yeah, but if that's all she has to think about for a week is that handhold, of course she's going to think that that was like a huge sign. There's well, nothing realistic about this. I found some practical. How many castles have you been into? That's not yeah. what I'm talking about. It's made me think about things that I'm doing. So, like, for mm. example, the handhold situation, which was Olivia Caridi mm-hmm. from Ben Higgins' season. Uh, she got, like, a hand squeeze, and she decided that that meant that Ben liked her most. And I think about, like, you know, when I'm seeing someone and I'm analyzing every period and double space and, oh, that came as two text messages instead of one. And then I look at something like that and I'm like, think about my first instinct of, like, girl, stop worrying so much. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should listen to myself a little bit. Yeah. So I do get some actual practical That's stuff That's really from thoughtful. It. Yeah, yeah. I think we all analyze those moments a lot more than we want to admit, right? Yeah. So one thing people say about the show is that it's kind of old-fashioned, maybe? A little sexist with, like, the roses and, like, the true love, soulmate, one person, like, women really performing for men. But I also know a lot of really smart women who love the show. Yeah. Something that confuses a lot of people that I'll, like, go on a date with is that I'll be like, oh, I'm so feminist and I work at Boston and blah, 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 blah. And then they'll be like, you do this stereotypically, like, girly princess thing. And then, like, you are also a fierce feminist. So it's a very common thing. I think the show... It makes me look at a lot of those questions in a more macro sense. Like, not everyone sees romance and all of these things the way that I see them. Like, I see them in a very feminist lens. I think, you know, you don't necessarily have to propose or you don't have to get married or roses are, like, not my favorite thing. But to sort of, like, see the perspective of a traditional view and then be able to sort of combat that with my brain and my thoughts, I think is interesting to me because I, I none of my friends are sort of living that world. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think also like women have multiple interests, That's, right? I was yeah. just going to say that. Like, I mean, just because a show has, uh, you know, non-feminist themes throughout doesn't mean that myself, a feminist, can't watch it, call it out for that and also just enjoy it. I can watch this and call out the fact that a lot of people think this has to end in a marriage proposal, which I don't think is right. I think that we're beyond that. On the show, there are a lot of people who do feel like that. You know, last season on Rachel Lindsay's um, season of The Bachelorette, Peter Krause, who's the runner-up, didn't want it end in a proposal, and she did. And we called her out on that. But also, like, we would also praise her for being a really awesome fierce badass woman who called men out on their shit throughout the entire season Mm -hmm. and to just know that like people all across america all spectrums of like viewpoints and political divides Mm -hmm. are watching this show together and to think that like okay we're all seeing the same thing and here's how we're all reacting to it differently is kind of interesting and cool it's sort of a conversation that like you're not really a part of with a lot of other shows because they feel the audiences feel very segmented And this is an audience where, like, literally all of America, all the different sides of the conversation are all watching the same thing. Yeah. It's cool to think about this on uh, an intellectual level, but also part of the fun is just making fun of the show, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we can be honest Mm -hmm. about that. I mean, you've (laughs) you've seen my Twitter. It's how I build my Twitter (laughs) fame. And you guys actually spoke to Michelle Collins, who has the podcast Edit That Out. And she is somebody who not only makes fun of the show, but also interviews the contestants. Yes. Which is an interesting divide to cross. Yeah, she, she has a, a long history in in the Bachelor Nation fandom. Uh, she used to host like an after show, so she's 
interviewed them. She's talked about them. She's tweeted about them. So she has this balance that's like un- unlike anything else. And then they go on her podcast. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to hear face to face. what she says to you. <laughs> um, so we're obviously here to talk a little bit about this national obsession, The Bachelor. Yeah. I'm You've here for that. It. Yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> I have some I have some thoughts that you know it's funny, I've kind of kept them to myself. Like I used to live tweet all mm. the Bachelor episodes mm-hmm. and I decided um this season to live. Like I actually was like, I'm I like just gonna it. live. Yeah. When did you start watching Bachelor Bachelorette? I wanna say I started I forget who came first. Juan Pablo, for sure, I watched. Mm-hmm. Jake Pavelka, I watched. I don't remember. This is like um, a let's make a deal game. Like, who was first? <laughs> I think Jake was. Yeah, Jake, Jake So you saw was. Vienna. Oh, yeah. No, I was all about Vienna. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Andy, uh, mm-hmm. I watched. So if you name, if we, like, pull them up, I can tell you exactly where. I wasn't an early adopter, though. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I sort of oscillate between, like, taking it seriously and then, like, being here for the, lo- the lols. And I wonder, like... How serious do you think, like, the general audience is taking this show? Well, we love it, obviously, and we want, you know, we feel as, I feel very connected to it, but also I'm, like, very judgmental of it, so I'm kind of like a family member. I don't know how to explain it. Like, when it's not good, I get upset. I'm like, this should, this could be better, Mm -hmm. and I'm upset that it's not, you know? But I think that the majority of Americans, like, really want it to be real. And actually, I think my issue with the past few seasons, personally, because, look, when they find love... Like when Ben Higgins, who, you know, I adore, mm-hmm. found Lauren, I was like, you know, they I really wanted them to work and it, mm. it's upsetting that they didn't, but apparently it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I was like disappointed when they broke up. I actually was like, oh, that, that sucks because we liked them. They mm. were good people. And I think what's fun about the show, it's almost like, you know, there's only maybe three good candidates like for the guy or girl. Right. And so hoping they pick the right one. And then when they don't, it's almost like that's the game show of it is like praying they pick the one who is actually made for them. Mm-hmm. And when like with a Rachel, I hate to say it, and I really like Rachel and apparently there's still, you know, that might actually be a match for life. We don't know. But mm-hmm. my instinct on that was like, oh, that's not the one that you should have picked. Right. Peter, I don't think was it either, though, weirdly. So mm. I mean, I love uh, uh, Peter. I think that we actually, everybody who watches it takes it seriously because otherwise there would be no stakes and then Mm -hmm. there's literally no reason to watch. And when you have someone like Ari on who is just, and they know, they have to know it. I don't, they haven't told me that they know it, but you can just tell they're not, they're smart. Like, you know, it just made that the season kind of terrible. We want the show to be the best. Yeah. You know? So you're saying that anyone who says, oh, I just watched the show to make fun of it is totally full of it. I think that if you don't like the person... Now, here's an interesting thing. Like, Juan Pablo was fun to watch because we hated him. Right. Mm -hmm. He was clearly never going to marry any of the girls Mm -hmm. who were there. But it just... It at least had some drama. So, I don't know. There's, I guess, two sides to look at it. But when you have someone who's just boring, Mm -hmm. like... Let me tell you how boring this season is, as an example, <laughs> and how I know that they know. And I feel comfortable saying it. They spoiled the ending I know. at Women Tell All. Yeah. And they had Us Weekly, if you don't think Us is running everything by ABC, email saying that he drops. The, I'm going to tell it because it's like out there. It's, yeah. Drops the person he picks and picks someone else. Yeah. So I'm like, how sad. It's so To draw boring. people in for that finale. Yeah, that they spoil the ending. That yeah. bothered me. I was like, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it works because I was kind of like the season. Drifting I was like, off. I was like drifting off. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. And then uh, our one of our TV editors was like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what happens. I'm going to spoil it. It'll make you want to watch. And, and it was true. Maneuver. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah. Have you ever Anyways. learned anything from the show? <laughs> so much. What have you learned? Um, It's like a study of human psychology. I mean, truly is. You know what it actually made me learn, and I think Crystal was like a good example of this, that just like, oh. when you come across an asshole, here's the thing, I'm a cancer with a Libra moon. Mm-hmm. I take everything very personally. So if something is like, I don't know. I always am like, oh, it's because of me. I, I, you meet someone like Crystal and you're like, oh, no, no, no. There are just terrible people roaming the earth <laughs> who you have no control over. This is just how they operate. And uh, for guys and girls, I think, mm-hmm. on that show. And so that's a good life lesson. I mean, as far as dating goes. Oh, no. God, no. <laughs> because I have I'm like too crazy. Like I have not an, in a good way. Like, yeah. I have personality. Now, as a side note. Which really makes me laugh is that I a couple weeks ago hosted a thing um, for Facebook Live. Pause for laughs was great <laughs> with Dean, Ashley, Eric Ooh. from Rachel Season, oh, wow. Kevin, and Bibiana. Mm-hmm. They're all fantastic. I swear, mm-hmm. to, I'm not just saying it because I've met them. The truth is, is when I meet them, I just, they're always great, right? And you're like, oh, they're nice. Mm-hmm. Chad is an example. Ran into Chad. We met when I was doing the after show, and like ran into him when I was in LA, and he was so nice. And really? I was like, and beyond hot like I'm sorry I'm just yeah. gonna I'm sorry I mean he works very hard for his for his physique physique he's a human marble man and I touched him mm. through his like button down mm-hmm. and it literally felt like um one of those uh kitchen islands like it was like a marbleized round I felt different like I, I felt <laughs> different when I touched him anyways the point is is that when you meet these people in person like I met Dean and Dean is obviously like the handsome as well by the end of this two hours, I literally was like, I would be horrible on the show because I would be like, I think I could be falling in love with it. Like, I actually was like, I'm not being funny. There's something that happens when the stakes are yeah. like that high and you know you're being, you know, filmed and yeah. you're going on these beautiful dates where you're like, I really think I have feelings. I mean, this is, I'm being funny about the Dean thing, but he was so charming and gorgeous that I was like, oh, no wonder these girls go mm-hmm. ape shit for him and probably mm-hmm. all these other guys and vice versa because it's hot people. They're yeah. all single. Have you ever been embarrassed of your your passion for it? You know, when you're tweeting, it's like very easy to be mean about these people because it's like watching SpongeBob, like they're cartoon people. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the housewives as an example. Like I've talked so much shit about the housewives mm-hmm. and then you meet them and they're all nice. nice. Like everyone for the most part, I can think of a couple of bachelor people who are like not that friendly, but even when they know that I've talked shit, they're nice. And I'm like, honestly, I would not be nice. Like, I know, I keep a list, I don't really, but of people who are, like, ever shitty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> on Twitter or whatever, I'm like, oh, I know when I meet that person, like, they're not one of me. Does that right. make sense? You'll remember it, yeah. Yeah, of course. And so I have to give them credit. You're asking if I was embarrassed. Yes, I have been embarrassed about my actions mm. of maybe being, like, shitty towards someone. Mm. Because, you know, it's like, I'm, 
I operate nice, especially right. like face to face because I'm a fake person. No, <laughs> I do have to say it is one of those shows that I know a lot of people who haven't watched it before and then will watch it and find something about it. Like my cousin who is truthfully like the last person I would ever expect to watch it. Her, she is like um, teaches feminist studies at uh, USC. And I her... thought you were going to be like, she's a West Virginian mole person. <laughs> and no, that's very no, good. No, but she, I mean, and her <laughs> husband is like a historical, you know, mm. fact professor like he's so like about only like the 1920s something like that I'm probably like shaming my family for not knowing that but he they love it (laughs) like they're obsessed with it because like you watch it and no matter what your thoughts are like you can watch it and be like this is ridiculous but this is so interesting to watch these Mm. humans interact in like such a bizarre setting I have a friend who recently told me um, Rachel Kiwi I'll give her a shout out mm-hmm. that um, she's she's an attorney and she watches it as her meditation because she doesn't have to think she's like no literally that is my like shut down time it's thoughtless and that's yeah. just that's a but that's a beautiful thing that we can have it that is. and share that you know yeah yeah well so you've ha- you've got all this experience with these people who've been on the show mm-hmm. do you think that there is like a certain kind of person who can be on the show versus a certain kind of person who should not be on the show well, I think for sure if you can't take criticism, uh, it's probably not a great idea because everybody Googles themselves and you look at everything. So I, I don't know. The truth is I think a lot of people go on, of course, for exposure and mm-hmm. they want to, you know, launch themselves into like Hollywood in some way. And it's a really hard um, transition to make, I think, because like, you know, you look at like Nick wants to act as an example. I love Nick. He's a really a nice guy. He's hot as shit. Seriously, I'm I'm a Nick fan. So okay, it's a very quiet room. No, he's <laughs> so, when he was yeah. here. Like I mean, that you say you're like, oh, that is a man. Yeah, no, he a man girl. Yeah, and it's like when you meet mm-hmm. these people, you don't realize these guys are all. Huge. I'm six foot one. He's I'm t- tiny tall. compared to these. Anyways, the point is, he wants to act. You look at Ashley. Ashley now is like trying. I feel like to transition into like more of a hosting. She has her podcast with Ben, mm-hmm. but it's always in this kind of bachelor family. Mm-hmm. I feel so. You really have to love the franchise. I feel like if you're, I feel like if you haven't seen the show, you should not go on the show because. Well, now it's just like, what's your excuse? I, yeah. I don't believe people that are like, I don't know what it is. I signed my whole life away and I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. That's I'm sorry. A, that's pretty. See, I like when you say it like that. I'm yeah. like, I would do that. I'm like, did <laughs> so somebody sign my life away? When and where? I will say, though, this this season specifically like felt very like inside baseball. Like they mm. all knew what was happening. Like the night one, I think that they were somebody was like. Oh, I can't believe the sun is up. Like I've seen it on TV before, and I was like, oh. amazing. Like they and they were guessing what's happening on dates and who's going like to go fans. when based they're on fans. like you know, you know patterns and stuff. It had to happen. I, I mean, it's twenty. How many years has it been? It's not been twenty. It's twenty been some seasons later, they they like know what's going on. Two thousand one. I don't know when it started. Oh my sure. god! What kind of bachelor contestant do you think you would be? Me? Yeah. Out on the first night for sure. Really? Oh, for sure. And I'm also too old now to be on it, which is truly the best excuse and blessing. Um. But I actually feel I already know that I would be very hurt mm. already from the opening because truly, if I saw a guy that I liked going out with fifty other girls, I just know already that I would not. I would actually be great on the show. Now that I'm talking about, it, I'm yeah. like, wait, they should <laughs> cast me. You're gold for that. <laughs> I yeah. would not. It that is not how I operate. Right. And I get very jealous, and I would not be good on the show. Okay. I would probably yeah. stress eat. I would be like the Chad of the women, and it wouldn't be funny. I'd be like, is she okay? Like I would have asparagus fangs and like I would just be <laughs> chugging alcohol and uh-huh. I would for sure go home the first night which would be fun no but let me just say this is that um, I brought this point up they need to bring a guy in who's rich 
Because they keep, and just hear what I'm saying. And our <laughs> girl, it doesn't, it's not a, a gender wealth thing. Mm-hmm. I just think if you go on this show, like, he has to be a prize. He can't just be some like race car driver, real estate agent. Like you are promising a new life to these girls. You are promising not just a hot guy with ideally a good personality, but like a lifestyle mm-hmm. and not just a lifestyle. Like Nick is a great guy, but Nick is now like doing like lifetime movies. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's not a dig on him. I'm mm-hmm. just saying for this franchise, yeah. bring in some fantasy, bring in these have princes and like royal connections. They need to up the stakes and make it kind of classy again. And Sort of, um, this is just my opinion. I just feel like bring in a new person. And I think they could do it with a woman, too. They could bring in some gorgeous, like, supermodel looking. I hate to say it, but, like, if they really want the men to tear each other apart, Mm -hmm. which is when the show is gone, up the class level of this show, and it'll be back to what it was years ago, my opinion. And that's my final thought. It's not a bad point. No, no, no. I mean, I think that's I, what it's I missing. I do think fresh blood. We need it. So you also have your own podcast, which recently got a name change. Can you tell us a little bit about that new name and what's coming up? So I have a podcast called Edit That Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ha- just relaunched with a new title this week. So download it. It's all this and more. We have fun guests. And actually, I just started a new job yesterday. Can I talk about yes, it? Yes, we'd love to hear it. Uh, I'm hosting my very own morning show, daily morning show on Sirius XM Stars. Nice. Yes, from 8 to 10 a.m. Uh, East Coast time called, get ready, The Michelle Collins Show. Well, congratulations. Thank you, guys. That Everyone should insane. come on everything I do. Like, just Done. come visit Done. me. And, I love it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I <laughs> Thank really you it. for coming. This is awesome. Uh, yep. I'm probably going to spend all weekend watching The Bachelor now. That's it for our show. Next week, we're talking about routines. And we also get a chance to chat with another reality TV star, Queer Eyes, Jonathan Van Ness. What I think grooming, I think like, what happens to Chris Pratt before he walks a red carpet? What happens to Will Smith before he walks a red carpet? So it's kind of different than like a classic makeup application, but it's similar too. I just wanna hold you. I just wanna look into your eyes. This show was produced by Julia Shu and Anna Parsons with editorial guidance from Roseanne Salvatore. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to hear what you love most about the show. You can reach us at huddle at bustle.com. I'm Caitlin Aber, and we'll see you next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.